So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. I'm Emily with my husband, Andrew. Hi guys. And we're really excited to welcome Michael Barrow here today. That's me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're really excited to have him because he and his band, I guess, his band, um, is... They're my band. Yeah, They're your band. <laughs> so long. I own them. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the intro song and outro song of this podcast, and so we're really... Honored, I guess, to have you here with us. Yeah. yeah. It's a pleasure. Good. And an honor. I'm glad that you were honored. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like gushing. Okay. You're gushing. Okay. So, uh, Michael, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? Well, my name is Michael. Uh, and uh, I grew up in Houston, Texas. And I've been living in Utah since like 2010 ish. I uh, haven't managed to escape. <laughs> um, you get kind of stuck, you know. Uh, I have a band. I love music. Um, I also work for uh, a nonprofit that teaches kids to read, which is fun. Um, and what's I, the name of the nonprofit? Uh, it's called Waterford Upstart. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know seen, someone who works there? I don't know, but I've seen flyers in the laundry buildings. Well, they okay. Do. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a, yeah. I'm not surprised at all that they come fly around here. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, uh-huh. actually. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Cool. What um, do you do for them? I work on their events team, so I do a lot of traveling. Actually, I uh, part of like specifically like the pilot events team, and so we go around to different states that we're getting funding to kind of move into, and uh, we do um, two kinds of events. We have graduations for kids that are finishing the program, and we also have orientations for the families that are starting, and just teach them how to use the software and stuff, and that kind cool. of thing. Awesome. Yeah. Huh. That's, That's cool. fascinating. All right, should we go into Pobody's Nerfect? Sure. Okay, Michael, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay. So I can, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. All right. Which one? Oh yeah. So I don't know if I've shared any of my language faux pas yet, but so I learned Russian, so I could be a missionary in Russia, um, and there were so many times that I just said dumb things. I made dumb, silly mistakes. Um, so for those of you who don't know like how missionary service works, for at least for our church, you go to a language, uh, to like a training place, and they train you in the language and, and like how to teach for uh, different amounts of time depending on the language. So for Russian, it's nine weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I was there for nine weeks, and they basically drop kick you to Russia and like send you out with some other American and tell you, start teaching people. <laughs> and Nine weeks, it really isn't that long of a time to, no, like, to like, learn the language. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then teach people something. And so I, I was in a lesson one time with a guy, and we were teaching him. And I can't remember exactly what we said, and I won't say it in, in Russian. But uh, basically, I meant to say, like, if you pray, you will feel closer to your wife. But what I ended up saying was, like, if you pray you will feel your wife. And, <laughs> and I was, I said it and I, I, I said it with all the sincerity that like, <laughs> a, like a newbie can muster. So I was like, I totally believed everything I was saying was going to like change this man's life. And he just looks at me and he's, he's like, 
what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> and my my uh, the missionary companion who was there with me kind of stepped in and said, okay, like, this is what he meant to say, I think. He doesn't really know. And I didn't understand his explanation, so I was just sitting there. Like, I, yeah, so that happens a lot. Yeah. I, I have a never-ending stream of, of language faux pas, especially now that I'm learning Spanish, because now I have three languages, and so mm-hmm. three, and they're like all swimming around in my head, and they don't want to stay in their own little compartments. Right. And it's difficult, so... That's like the kind of humbling part about learning language, is making all the mistakes. And then also, like, you have to be willing... If you're willing to learn language, you have to be willing to totally embarrass yourself. Yeah. So, we're actually doing an episode on language learning coming up pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah. Okay, Michael, you ready for yours? Yeah. I'll tell an embarrassing story. So, there's this one time <laughs> I, was, uh, I was a freshman in college, and I... Uh, there was this girl I really liked. Of course. Um, and we were at the same, like, freshman, like, housing unit, you mm-hmm. know? And she worked at, like, the, like, admin building there. Okay. Cause they, like, rented out, like, sports equipment or did whatever. But anyway, a couple days a week she would work there till like, midnight. And so I would go, like, at 11.30 sometimes and just hang out with her and then walk her home or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there was one time we were hanging out and uh, I got a text from my buddy and he was like, Hey, dude, we're going to go ice blocking. Um, do you want to come? And I was like, it's like 11.45 p.m. And uh-huh. he was like, I know. <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm here with this girl who shall remain nameless for, um, for, <laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, I'm here with, we'll call her, um, Latasha. 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 That's better. Uh, That's so much Latasha. better than the name I was And, um, and he's like, well, see if she wants to come. And I was like, okay. I was like, hey, Latasha, uh, do you want to go ice blocking? And she's like, it's like 11.45. And I was like, I know. Um, and she's like, uh, she's like, sure. And so um, finished her shift and we like, and I'd liked this girl for a long time, right? So we're going ice blocking. Was the feeling mutual or did you not know what she I didn't know, you know, but we'd gone on a few dates and it was fun and we were young and whatever. <laughs> young and rest. <laughs> Hard to be young again. Um, so we were, uh, we went ice blocking and um, I was down at the bottom and she was at the top one time and my phone buzzed, right? And I looked at it and it was a text from her. And I was like, why is she texting me right now? Um, and so I looked at it and it said, um, what would you say if I told you I really like you? And uh-huh. I was like, oh, snap, Michael's about to get some. And then, um, so I was like, cool. And so I like started like walking up the hill, but she like slid down as I was walking up, right? Uh-huh. So we passed each other. And I like, texted her. I was like, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not like, that, you know, I'm pretty obvious, you know, I think you'd know that I like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while she was down there and I was up there, she got, I got another text. She's like, then why don't you hold my hand? And I was like, it's Ooh. game time. And so I was like, <laughs> I was trying to like be smooth about it, trying to like hold her hand, but I didn't want to just like, you know, grab it or anyway, uh, ended up like not happening. And I was so confused and we drove home and, um, I like walked her to her door and she was like, Hey, thanks. That was fun. And I was like, I think we did talk. And she's like, about what? about that text you sent me. What text? The one when we were out there. And she's like, I don't have my phone. Oh, and I was my like, gosh. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was just kidding. But, like, I mean, she was going to see it anyway. Oh. When she, and, yeah. so, and I also, this was, iPhones were new, right? I had an mm-hmm. iPhone, so you could see the whole conversation, which was kind of a new thing. And so, like, I showed her what happened. So she not only saw what she supposedly sent me, but also what right. I so, said. So who right. sent it? Was um, it like her so, yeah, so her uh, roommate was hanging out with some dude. It was just kind of a jerk. Oh. <laughs> and he oh, just yeah. thought he'd mess with me. And I was like, cool. Did the guy know you or just some random dude? Uh, I mean, we were in the same ward, but like, I didn't really know him at all. 
anyway, she now has like two yeah. or three. Ward, children. by the way, is, uh, <laughs> is it's just his congregation. Oh yeah, so, my bad. Yeah, in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, we call our like individual units wards. Yeah. So, so we went to church yeah. together, but I'd, cool. I didn't really know him. Too that well. is so funny, and yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Really she's very married now. <laughs> <laughs> very married. It's, it's better than slightly married. Yeah, right? she's like <laughs> all the way married. <laughs> but. Okay, well, should we dive into our topic? So yeah. first, let's talk a little bit about Michael Barrow and the tourists. Tour- tourists. Tourists? Tourists. 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 Yeah. <laughs> 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 we actually, that's that's one thing, is people never get our name right. If they manage to say tourists right, they never manage to say Barrow right. It's They always, everyone says Barrow, Barrow. and that's just a, really? I've gotten them my Barrow. whole life. I, I don't know why. I feel like Barrow is a word in English. That is spelled differently, an and barrow yeah. is also a word in English spelled this way. Right. But it's difficult for most people. It's like barrow is not a word we use very frequently. Yeah, but like wheelbarrow, it's wheelbarrow, a thing. Yeah. You know? Oh, I was thinking barrow. Isn't barrow like also like a like a neighborhood or like oh a borough? A borough. That's yeah. even more. That, that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. What do you want to know? Yeah. So tell us how you got started. Like, kind of your passion behind it, and yeah, um, I've been musical my whole life i mm-hmm. my mom was like a not theater. to brag but <laughs> well, i mean it's like just been something that's been <laughs> right, right, right. That has been in my life you know um my mom was like a uh, has a theater degree and and that kind of stuff my dad always like played piano in church and um we were all we took piano lessons and and all that kind of so music has always been a part of my life mm-hmm. um and uh I started writing songs right towards the end of high school. They were no good, you know, but <laughs> I was kind of learning how to play guitar and learning how to sing again because, like, I sang a lot when I was a kid, and then you hit puberty and you have to, like, learn a new instrument. You know? um, <laughs> That's and, a good way to think about that. Yeah, instrument. it really That's, is. That's my voice cracked. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I um, thought I was done. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, I started writing songs. And then um, I, uh, when I was, I guess, a sophomore... Um, in college, I really started like kind of getting more into it. And I had written some songs that I actually thought were good, you Mm -hmm. know, um, which was kind of a cool thing. And there was one, um, that a buddy of mine wanted to help me record. And so he, um, reached out to a, a few guys um, so they could like come together. We could make a full band arrangement of it. Cause up to that point I just did, you know, acoustic mm-hmm. solo stuff kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and so we got together and, uh, kind of made an arrangement of the song. We went into the studio and we recorded it and I, I didn't know these guys and I was intimidated by all of them. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, these are all these musicians, you know, I'm just this guy that like wrote a song. Yeah. Like the imposter syndrome going. Pretty yeah. Hard. Yeah. Um, and so it was, uh, yeah, we did that. And after we finished, um, they came up to me and they were like, so do you just want to like be in a band? And I was like, cool, sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so then we were officially in a band. And that was like, that was in February of ooh, four years ago, 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, February 2016. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how that started. Um, and it's been, uh, um, I don't know what I would have done with, I've spent so many hours on that project. Uh-huh. And I don't know what those hours would have been spent doing if I hadn't done that like i look Mm -hmm. back at my life and wonder like how different it would be if i didn't have this you know Mm -hmm. yeah so that band that you were in was that yeah so on the tourist yeah we started out as just they're like yeah we'll just be your backing band and we're just michael barrow and i was like "Uh, okay uh and we were that for a bit just like you know john mayer he's not the only person on stage but like it's it's just john mayer but uh after a while i felt like they were contributing way too much to like not have any credit at all i just wanted to name the band 
Um, and they, um, they didn't want to do that. And so we compromised mm-hmm. with an and the, and then eventually uh, it, we had like a Facebook chat where literally all we did was just type Michael Barrow and the something. And, and then someone would <laughs> inevitably say, I hate that, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, finally we settled on tourists. It came up in someone's like predictive text one time when they were, and they're like, maybe that'll work. And that was the first one that no one wow. hated. No one really loved it, honestly. Really? But then, uh, we like drew up some designs and stuff. We're like, this is this could be easy to market. And it's know? kind of fun. It's yeah, cool. and it is fun. Yeah. And I, I've spent um, a couple summers uh, like driving tour buses. Like I've literally been a tour guide, you know? That's cool. um, and so, uh, I don't know, it just all kind of worked for a few reasons and uh, it's it's just stuck. Yeah, we really like it. And um, Emily and I listen to Michael Barrow and the tourists a lot and we really love them because they're, um, they're really good. It's re- like really good, high quality music. Like it has like the kind of, I don't know, not like sing, not singer songwriter type, but kind of that kind of vibe. Like it's very genuine. Like the the lyrics. Genuine is a good word. Yeah, like yeah. The lyrics are just all so good, and yes. I get I get really bored with a lot of music because the lyrics are just dumb. <laughs> like they have like no meaning, and they're just like you sing them and you like you read them, and you realize like this is just like kind of a dumb song. Like mm-hmm. even if the the music is good, right? Um, and so, and, but it's hard to find songs that have good music and good lyrics. Mm. And I really like your guys' stuff because it's it's that like it has that like that nice little like Goldilocks set yeah. where you get like the best <laughs> of both. Um, and we are good, really good friends and actually family members with another me- band member, uh, Zach. Uh, and we were talking to him one time, and he, he was talking to us about how a lot of your lyrics are not like. Like you're not a Christian band, right? But but they're still kind of like Christ inspired. Like they're inspired by goodness. Can you talk a little bit? To that? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're not a Christian band, like quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're we're a bunch of Christians in a band. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Right. And um, I I never I didn't grow up really listening to Christian music. You know, that was right. just never. If if music was religious, it was like a hymn. You right. know, or yeah. or something like that. Something choral, like that. And so. Um, but I feel like um, there are a lot of messages that um, can appeal to a lot of people, whether or not you're a Christian or whether or not you even believe in God, you know? Um, and, and so it wasn't necessarily even something intentional that I would set out to do, but I would write these songs and kind of sit back and be like, you know, this song could be about this or it could be kind of about God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I kind of had that idea to just kind of like finish it out in that same way so that... Um, whatever whatever reason you're listening to it for, you can kind of find a couple different messages right. in there. Um, and so, and, and not all of our songs are like that, um, but uh, a lot of them are. And I like that that's something that we've kind of been able to do. I remember one day, that first song that we, that we recorded, it's called The List. And um, you listen to it, you're like, oh, it's like a love song. It's about this guy that like, you know, uh, doesn't feel like worthy or whatever, but then this girl loves him anyway, you know? And... Um, and so we finished that song and later my bass player, Sandra, was listening to it and he was like, he like texted me. He's like, dude, this song's about Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, it can be. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of how that goes. Yeah, yeah. We, we really loved Sing Me Something New, which mm-hmm. is what we used for uh, for the podcast. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we loved it because it, it, we felt like it really spoke to what we were trying to do. Um, it was just like, there's a lot of this feeling of like coming home. Mm-hmm. Um, and like making your your space a home, and uh, kind of like this feeling of nostalgia almost. 
And we really love that because that's what we're about here at Outpost of Heaven is we're trying to help people bring... Uh, we know that ultimately our home is with our Heavenly Father. Like mm-hmm. It's with Jesus Christ. It's, it's back there. Um, and we've come here and we're going to go back. But in the meantime, between those two... Like this, this life really is a transition, in, like a transition phase. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, we want to bring that heaven atmosphere here to the earth. And so, uh, we really like some seeing me something new. Uh, we liked the music at first, and then we, as we're debating if it was the right song for us, we listened to, we looked at the lyrics more, and it was perfect. It was perfect yeah. for us. That's really awesome. great. Yeah. I'm glad. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, when we originally reached out to you, we really wanted to talk about about this aspect about about making good music, like Christ inspired music. That's not necessarily like a, a Christ like, like a Christian like type a, band, right. like a worship right. band. It's not too like preachy. Yeah, 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 yeah. worship band. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can still talk about that as much as you want to. But we were really inspired by some of the things that you were talking about in your prep document that you sent us, or mm-hmm. the answers to the, the prep questions right. we sent you. Um, do you want to kind of address that? Huh? Yeah, so something that you said that I really resonated with was that um, right now you're in a phase of life where maybe you feel like where you're living isn't quite permanent. And like I, like we were talking about earlier, like I, I want to say transient, but yeah. I don't want people to think you're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I kind of feel that too. I feel like I've grown up moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to adjust to every place and to think of it as home. And even now, like in college, still we're in college and it doesn't feel permanent. And it's hard to like figure out how we can make not only like our apartment our home, but this phase of life our home for now. Um, So can you talk to us a little bit about your experience with that? And how maybe you are going about making this phase of life your home? Yeah, um, it's... uh... It's weird and it's it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I grew up with my family, you know, going to church every week and like this was, you know, I had home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, came out here, um, made some amazing friends, and that and it's been home, you know. Um, and then uh, all of my amazing friends, who I still love and adore, and just had lunch with today, um, <laughs> they all got married, you know, and they and they left, and I was no longer living with people that um, that. I had things in common with or that, you know, loved me or that I loved not, mm-hmm. I mean, good people, but mm-hmm. like, it just, there, it wasn't that same connection like that I had before in the relationship. Yeah. And, and after that, um, I mean, they moved out. Um, and then I moved, um, to, I was living in Provo. I moved not far. I moved just to Orem, but, um, ever since that, um, which was a couple years ago now, I have not felt really settled in a place. Uh, I've moved, like four times since then okay. and it's been like so like once every six months or so mm-hmm. i've moved somewhere uh-huh. um which i really need to throw all of my stuff away because i'm tired of packing it <laughs> um, um about a one suitcase and and so it's been tricky because what used to I, I realized that what was home for me in the past was those relationships you know and i uh suddenly find myself in a position where I, I just don't have those anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are a few things that, um, that are important. I think, um, I, part of it is really making an effort to, um, surround yourself with those, even if you don't live with those people, you know, um, make sure that you're going out of your way to spend time with people that are making you feel, um, like you belong somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and people that, um, that can validate you and that can, can love you. Um, 
so that that you can at least carry kind of that feeling or whatever when you when you go home alone, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know if that's answering your question. I'm no. not. And also, just when you are like at home, quote unquote, like where at the place that you live, you mm-hmm. just need to make sure that uh, what you have there um, is is something that will. Uh, you need to be surrounded by things that can be uplifting to you. And that doesn't necessarily mean like everything you do at home has to, you know, be the scriptures or like, or, or praying or you can have, you can have a normal life in, in your home. Um, but, uh, I, for example, watch a lot of the great British baking show and I just I feel like it, uh, it makes me feel good, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. uh, and I think it's the, the kindly British people. British on. Yeah. I actually <laughs> really don't like cooking shows, uh-huh. but I love, he watched every episode of the great British. Baking yeah. Show. It's amazing. And they I like, love it. The, instead of like, you've been chopped and they send you home, they're like, you have to leave. Let's all hug. You yeah. Know? yeah. This is great. Like, you it's know? a competition, but it's still, like, there's no, like, yeah. hostility between any of the competitors. Like, it's so British. Yeah. It's right. so great. I love it. Um, and that, and, and I've realized how important that is to have um, just in, in your home or in, uh, just in your life. Um, and that's part of the reason I try to uh, create that kind of entertainment as well, mm-hmm. right? Just because I know that there's a lot of stuff out there that is not uplifting, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I can kind of put something out there, uh, and, and I know people have reached out and said, this song really helped me today, mm-hmm. or I, um, you know, things like that. And that's a really, um, really validating thing. And it makes, it helps me to know that um, even though I'm feeling like a little bit lost sometimes or or things like that, at least there are people that I am I'm connecting with and that I'm, um, that I'm helping. I think it's something really important to remember um, that the when we make choices with the intention of like kind of sanctifying our lives, or mm-hmm. the, or in other words, like when we make choices with the intention of bringing God into our lives more and kind of making our home an outpost of heaven, or making like, whatever that is for us, whether it's our apartment, whether it's just our, our lives in general. Um, like there's a really good verse in scripture that I like. It's like it says, um, "Therefore, like stand ye in holy places and be ye not moved," right. uh, which basically means you know, like you stay in. Uh, it's kind of like the the quote from oh the emperor from Mulan. Remember when the the Mongolian uh. guy's standing there and he's like, like bow before me, and then the emperor guy says, like the. The mountain does not bow before the oh, wind yeah. or something like that. What yeah, no that? matter how the wind howls, oh, yeah. the mountain <laughs> cannot bow to it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there we go. Uh, so it's I have like all that. of Mulan memorized. By Good, it's my favorite movie. It's okay. a great one. So like that, that kind of idea that like we have to be a mountain that doesn't bend or doesn't bow when when the wind howls, and then mm-hmm. the fact is, like the world, if the world represents the wind or like the by the world, I don't mean like just people, like the the negative influences in the uh, in the world represent the wind um there are a lot of there's a lot of wind that's blowing really hard and coming from every imaginable direction Mm -hmm. um and the way that we kind of become a mountain is by making conscious choices like you were talking about like choosing to be around friends that help you feel grounded like choosing to like listen to music or to uh, consume entertainment that makes you feel that that, that sense of grounding that that uh, brings Christ more into your life uh, as like a, a solid rock as like your anchor. 
Um, I think about this a lot when I travel for, for work, for school, um, and I go into a hotel. Like when, I, when you first go into a hotel, like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like anything. It doesn't really feel bad. It doesn't feel good. It just like feels like an empty place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try and make, con- I make a conscious effort to try and like make that my, my outpost of heaven, my little holy place for my time that I'm there by like listening to good music or like calling my family or like reading my scriptures or any number of things. But or like, even keeping it clean. Yeah. I'm like organized. Yeah. I feel like I'm more committed to like keeping my hotel room organized than I am to my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I can see that. So again, in our, uh, in our email exchange before we met, uh, you mentioned that you have had like a recent struggle with your relationship with God. And I think it's a, a struggle that a lot of people feel, especially people that are in this kind of like transitory phase of life where they're not like grounded or anchored. Yeah. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so it, uh, I'm not going to go like into too much detail, right. um, mm-hmm. but some things happened. I felt like I had, um, even though like this was kind of in the middle of, you know, my friends have all gotten married and they're leaving, but I'm like, I was trying, you know, and, um, uh, things were kind of looking okay. I was, I was in a relationship and, um, I felt like it was something that I had been prompted to go toward. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, and so I was, I was trying to, to do what was right, you know, and it was also something I wanted to do. So great. I love when that coincides, you know, Mm -hmm. when what I want to do is what God wants me to do. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but, uh, it, long story short, it, it didn't work out. Right. And, um, things kind of fell apart and it was, um, not very pretty kind of how it fell apart, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and through the whole thing, I was trying to, to rely on God. Right. Um, I'm like, you, you brought me here, you know, this was part of, mm-hmm. you know, um, so help me get through it. And, um, for the first time I felt like in my life, um, there was silence on the other end. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was baffling to me. Um, and so that that relationship ended. Um, months went by, and I was I was upset, you know, and I was angry um, with God because I just I didn't I didn't get it. And I know that like you know relationships relationships don't work out all the time. You know mm-hmm. that's that's a it's a fact of life. Um, but I felt like I had been raised to believe that like if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to get the blessings, you know, mm-hmm. or like if you reach out, you will be comforted, you know, and none of that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was watching all these other people who were, you know, not doing the right things, get all these blessings that I was supposed to be getting, you know, yeah. and it was yeah. upsetting. Um, and so for, for a while there, um, I, it just kind of makes you start to doubt everything, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. maybe I just had this wrong from the start, you know? Yeah, like, am, I, am I understanding what it means to pray or what it means to receive answers? Yeah. Is God there? Or, you know, there's lots of... Right. Is any of this even, like, or have I just been kind of caught up in this whole thing that I was raised to believe and, like, and now I'm at this crux, like, what what do I actually believe, mm-hmm. you know? And um, the answer for a long time was, I don't know, you know? Um, and even just very recently, um, I, I woke up and um, I Googled... What to do when you feel abandoned by God, LDS. <laughs> um, and um, a video pulled up, um, 
that was about a songwriter named Michael that was having a faith what? crisis. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. It was Michael McLean. If you maybe heard the name. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, I saw that and, um, you know, it didn't make everything go away. You know, mm-hmm. I still have my issues and I still have my doubts. But um, just seeing that um, helped me to, uh, it was just comforting to know that, um at one point, you know, God helped a songwriter named Michael through his faith crisis. And, um, if not one, why not? Right, exactly. (laughs) And so, um, so basically I'm, I'm now in a point where, you know, still, I still don't have all my answers. Um, I'm trying to come to the terms, come to terms with the fact that I might not get them. Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of being okay with that. Um, and just trusting that, uh, well, and, and recognizing it, that I have chosen to believe in a God that loves me, first of all, and that knows more than I do. Mm-hmm. And if there's something going on right now that's uh, where I'm maybe not feeling him as much in my life, it doesn't necessarily mean that I've offended him or I've done something wrong. It's just um, it's just a, another period of, of growth. I was listening to a podcast. Like, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um <laughs> And, um, someone said that, uh, they compared like doubt to like physical hunger, you know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, when you're hungry, it doesn't mean you did something wrong. It just means you need to eat, you know? Okay. Right. And when you're, when you're doubting something, that's okay. Um, but if you ignore your hunger, you're going to die. You know, right. if you ignore your doubts, it just, they, they, they grow and they get worse. Um, it's just something that, that. You need to address it's your it's your spirit or your you know mind telling you that um, that you need something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting because we see in the scriptures that the Savior uses hunger frequently. Actually, so he uses hunger as a way to improve people. Like he right. tells his people to fast all the time. And so with this analogy, we can see I I I think it's applicable anyway that doubt and questioning like, is good for the soul. Like because if we never had questions, we never had any doubts, um, and we never had to learn to overcome them. Like we lose so much. We don't have to. We don't go through this growing experience. We don't have to. We're not forced to come to terms with those really hard-earned principles that you were talking about. Like learning to to know that God really lives and really loves you and really cares about you, um, even if you're not getting those answers all the time. Like like those. I don't know, those principles are so hard to find, and I think it's almost impossible without that. Like, almost impossible to get it without that that spiritual hunger. Right. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, that, yes, like, God's love is unconditional, and, like, we may know that or believe that, um, but feeling it is something totally different. For a long time, I've prayed to know, like, okay, yes, Heavenly Father, like, I know that you love me, but I just want to feel it. Like, I know that I have blessings around me, and I'm, like, I know that they're from you, but I want to feel your love, like, and so, I don't know, I think that's, I don't know where I'm going with that, yeah. but I think knowing and feeling are so different. Yeah, well, and, and and with any relationship, like, you can't just, like, have some one big grand, like, uh, gesture of love yeah once and like, <clears throat> expect that to last like for the duration of the right. relationship right. like it's like honey remember that one time i gave you a really good valentine's day present it counts for the rest of your it's life it's done like i don't <laughs> want to do this again like yeah. this was it like you know like and if you 
like if you're doubting that I love you, like just think about that present that one right. time. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because in some ways, um, sometimes we treat our relationship with God in that way. Like we expect that we have to always, um, we expect that, okay, if God has showed me that I, he's, that he loves me, and I, like, I know it as a fact, um, that that's supposed to just be enough, but it, it's not enough. Like we need it mm. frequently. And I, but at the same time, I, like in my life, um, I think the Lord sometimes like pulls back his like obvious hand mm-hmm. of like showing me that he loves me. Um, Especially in our recent. Yeah. The past like, couple of years. Past couple of years. It's yeah. been very dark on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Silent. Um, but. And it's so, like sometimes he pulls his hand back and he, I, I, now looking back at it, I can see he's yeah. never really stepped back, but his hand goes from like, like visible to invisible mm-hmm. and it's been invisible for a while. I yeah. think it's there, but it's, he has a cloaking mode on yeah. uh, visibility. <laughs> yeah. Right. Invis- yeah. He got uh, Harry's cloak and threw it on for a bit. Yeah. Um, but, but it almost takes like looking back to and, see like, that hand. the opportunity to look back and like see it. Yeah. yeah. But like once, like once you are able to, I don't know, like when he does that, my, I don't even know how I'm, what I'm trying to say here. It's like his, my love for him becomes stronger. Hmm. And because my like love memory gets longer, if that makes sense. Like as he, even if he shows me love openly um more rarely i i'm able to rem- i'm able to see kind of retroactively like the where the invisible hand's been involved mm-hmm. and that builds my trust like you were kind of like the trust you were talking about and it lets me go a longer time between those big grand gestures of love yeah um and it helps me kind of like switch the way that i operate to a point where I can I can operate on like the little tiny gestures of love that you get every day I think those are are everywhere and hopefully I've not contradicted myself 10 times I feel like I have because <laughs> I've been all over the place no it's okay but that's that's what I think makes sense to me okay yeah <laughs> okay anything well wanna... Michael is there anything else you want to add or talk about no. Let's say somebody else out there who's listening to this, yeah. this podcast um, and they are, are struggling with the same thing. You talked about your journey um, and what would you tell that person who's maybe at like the deepest point of where you, of, of your journey and doesn't know if it's going to come up? Yeah. Um, I think the best thing you can do, if you're there already, and the best thing is to... No, try to not entertain those thoughts to get down there, you know, mm-hmm. preemptively, right? Because right. um, it's hard to get out, you know. Um, but if you're there, welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, you have good friends. <laughs> but um, if you, I think it's so important to trust that um, there are people around you that um, that care about you and, and will help you. I made a, th- that story I just told, I mm-hmm. posted about it on Facebook the other day, right? Um, and just, it, just because I said vulnerable post alert, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I put that up. Um, and like 25 people messaged me, you know, like personal message or mm-hmm. texted me or whatever, um, 
just to ask how they could help me, you know, or, or to, to relate or, um, any things like, and some of them were people that, um, that I haven't talked to in year or really ever, you know, we're friends on Facebook cause we like kind of right. met once yeah. and, um, and it was just really comforting, uh, and humbling to, um, to see that. And even though I'm not like, you know, necessarily feeling like God's hand as it were, mm-hmm. I know that, um, most of the time that he's going to bless us, it's going to be through other people. Um, and that's something that I've really been able to see, um, these past, you know, few days. Mm -hmm. Isn't it awesome that people really are awesome. Like there are, (laughs) sometimes we kind of get into like a a slump where we think everyone sucks and that like (laughs) people are just terrible and awful. But really my experience has not been that way. My experience that most people, at least most people that I have the, (laughs) Um, in your sphere the the blessing to interact with are just like good people and they're mm-hmm. they're really willing to to help you out if you open up yeah. and I think it's one thing I, I think one takeaway I have is be open and like we were talking about this this morning in another uh, podcast that we, or another episode we were recording but mm-hmm. avoid isolation at all costs and I think part of an outpost of heaven uh, like part of what heaven is is a a relationship it's family um and you can't really have i mean i think maybe you can but it's really difficult on this earth to have a really strong outpost of heaven if you don't have any strong relationships and um i think those relationships are intended to be had by god um so that we can have that aspect of heaven in our lives and so reach out develop strong relationships and you're going to receive so much help through those because i think the lord sends often sends the the help through the easiest delivery mechanism and it's most often our friends or our family Mm -hmm. i think that was my biggest takeaway too is to find good friends reach out and kind of be vulnerable put yourself out there or even and like I don't know find good friends like that's kind of a daunting task. Like, oh yeah, I'll just go find some friends. Yeah, yeah no, it's super um, scary. But yeah. even if you can't do that, just like I don't know, post on Facebook. Like let people know you're struggling. Yeah. Because everyone is struggling, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I think you'll be surprised at and and um, excited. <laughs> that's not the right <laughs> word, but like um, pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised uh, at. Um, just the, the way people will reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more people care about us than we give them credit for. Yeah. And I think people respond to genuine vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we are, we are all struggling with something, right? Like, we're all struggling with some question or some, like, false perception of ourselves or whatever it is. Like, we're all dealing with something. And so when another person opens that door, um, it brings us comfort and honestly knowing that okay somebody else is dealing with crap like it's not just me i'm not at just, least we're all miserable yeah at least, <laughs> at least we're all psycho you know um but then as we uh as we see that and we reach out to those people and we interact with those people we we both find validation and i i think there's just a, a lot of power in reaching out and asking for help mm-hmm. and i think we shouldn't be afraid to because when we reach out to help everyone is blessed like the people who who respond are blessed we are blessed and the other people in our lives are blessed because we're able to we're able to be happier be more productive etc etc 
Yeah, awesome. I think we should probably wrap up. Yeah. Um, where can our listeners find your music or your anywhere? It's Spotify. Anywhere. To- You're Turkish on everything. <laughs> yeah. You're on everything. Yeah, we're on everything. Just search Michael, Michael Barrow, Barrow, like a wheelbarrow, and the tourists, <laughs> yeah. like one who tours. Perfect. Yeah, okay. and, and we will. Uh, we will share. We will like put links to the, all their stuff in, in the show notes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we released an EP today, actually, Yay! which is awesome. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah, yeah. we were yeah. just listening to it, it right good. before you walked in. Oh. I was like, yeah. we were listening to it, and I was like, it would be weird if you walked in and you were listening to <laughs> like, it. Hurry, listen to it. <laughs> like, no, what good. have I gotten I like myself it. into? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Walks in and there's like a poster of his face on the wall, <laughs> little shrine, oh, yeah. candles. <laughs> and I know yeah. that posters of my face don't exist, so you had to have made it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, they're really great. I highly recommend you go listen. Great to quality, really great message, awesome music. So. Yeah. Well, if you like what you're hearing over here at Outpost of Heaven, the podcast, go and follow us on Instagram and leave us a review. Leave please. Us, yeah. Leave us a rating and review. That, review. We really appreciate that. All the good stuff. Engage with us on Instagram. Um, that's our primary platform for engaging people. So. Mm-hmm. And it's um, a good place to leave feedback and um, maybe give us some ideas of what you'd like to hear about because we have used your ideas already in making episodes. So. Yeah. And. Like that's where we do a lot of our, our Instagram polls to see what kind of stuff you're interested in or we get questions for future episodes, that kind of stuff. So yep. reach out. Alrighty. See you guys. Keep the faith. <laughs>